Show will. Uh, good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only, Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Man, oh man, oh man. How good is God to me? And uh, part of the mission and the reason that I have a radio show is to is to become a sharer, more and more of a sharer. You know, um, I used to hear my mother say it to me all the time, but God blesses you to become a blessing. And I think the more you understand that about yourself, I think the more blessings will flow your way. I think that once you understand the principle that, uh, you know, but it's kind of tied together with some other scriptures, and I'm not too knowledgeable about them, of course, as usual. But I do know what I've heard, you know. And, you know, if you look at something simple as do unto others as you would have them do unto you, uh, wouldn't you want somebody to help you if you needed help? I mean, look, I'm, I don't know how to wind it down into some intellectual lecture. I just know how to get it down there to where I've been able to understand it. If, if, if there's a scripture similar that it says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, or if that's, you know, in a prayer, would not you want somebody to help you if you needed help? You've heard you reap what you sow. Do you understand that if you sow discord, that discord is going to come your way? That if you hate, hate going to come your way. If you blog nothing but negative comments about people, your life will be filled with negativity. If all you do is talk about people, then guess what? Somebody got to turn that gun around and talk about you. 
See, it, it just stands to reason. So what I've learned in my life and through all the, the trials and tribulations that I've had is to take those lessons and share them with people in case you ain't heard it from somebody else. See, sometimes, and the reason it seems like I'm redundant at times, is which I am, is because I'm always trying to find a different way to say the same thing. Because it's a funny thing, man. You got to hear it a certain way for it to click with you. How many times have I heard a saying and then I heard it a different way that it clicked with me? You know, I've heard uh, this saying right here. Remember this now. Everybody's not happy for you. We've all heard that, right? Everybody's not happy for you. Well, that's very simple. That, that don't need no explanation. That simply means of all the people you know or do not know, when something happens to you and you're celebrating it, everybody not going to join in on the celebration. That's all that is. But then you take it one step further. My father used to say something to me all the time. He said, son, everybody come with you, can't go with you. I didn't get that when I was 15. Everybody come with you, can't go with you. He said, you're going to lose some of these friends you got along the way. You know, just, just the space, time, you're going to grow in different directions. You know, you're going to do something they ain't into. They're going to do something you ain't into. They're going to want you to go here. You ain't going to make it. They're going to disappoint you. You're going to disappoint them. He ain't never lied. But I don't care where you get in life, how old you get, how far you go, who you think you are, what you make, what you say, what you claim to be. Know this right here. Everybody can't go with you. If you are constantly trying to improve yourself, you constantly have to take assessment of the people around you. Because if you are going to continue to go and continue to grow, then guess what? You got to have people that's on the go and willing to grow. If you got people in your life that are not on the go or willing to grow, how can they help you go or grow? Do that make sense? So you have to constantly make assessment of the people around you, or else, guess what? You're going to learn a valuable lesson. You know, the late uh, boxing promoter, Butch Lewis, I was talking with Butch Lewis one time, and uh, man, what a good brother, man. I'm talking about, man, what a good brother, man. Jesus. And um, I was talking with him, and he shared with me a lesson that I had never thought of before. And he told me this. Let me sick of this clock. I don't know how much time I got. I don't want, yeah, I got time. Butch Lewis told me this one time. He said, every successful man is doing what I call, he got rope work to do. He got rope work to do. He got to put in work on rope. And I'm sitting there listening to Butch Lewis and all the money he had made and all the people's lives he had changed and all of the moves he was making and his and the incredible skills as a negotiator on behalf of some very, very wealthy people. He was just an, an amazing man with no education, but he read everything. He Butch Lewis read all the, all the papers, all the periodicals. That brother knew everything. He said, uh, you got to put in rope. And I was sitting there listening. He said, here's the analogy, little brother. He said, you are on rope. There's a thick rope you have on no shirt, you have on some tattered clothes, you have on no shoes. Your shorts is cut off just below the knee and they tatted. And you got dirt on you and you're sweating. There's this huge, huge raw rope over your shoulder. 
There's burn marks on all of your shoulder. Connected to that rope is a wagon. That wagon has all your weight on it, all your responsibilities, all the people you're responsible for, all your children, your wife, your family members, your employees, your your coworkers, your friends. They all on that wagon, man. They just sitting there. He's saying what you got to do is you got to pull that wagon up the hill. Now, only thing with it is can't nobody help you pull your wagon. You pull your wagon alone. He said, now, what you can do along the way of pulling your wagon is you can find yourself a good wife, a good woman. He's saying that what that woman does is she get down off the wagon. She fan you while you pull it. She put water on you while you pull it. She put stuff in your mouth while you pull it. She kick rocks out the way while you pull it. But she, but she pulling for you. But she is equally as important as you are on the pull of the rope. He said, you hear me clearly now, young soldier. He said, nah, get this here. He said, it's people on your wagon that you're responsible for. But you want the people on your wagon to help you get your wagon to the top. So what you hope is that they got their foot hanging over the side, pushing. They got one leg over the back or maybe both legs over the back. Push it. They got they might have their butt on the wagon, but they push it with both legs. They back facing your back. Maybe some of them facing you, but one of them got left leg hanging over trying to push. And you hope that all them people on the wagon you pulling is back there at least trying to help the wagon get to the top of the hill. Here go your problem though. Everybody ain't pushing. Everybody ain't pook. Ain't everybody ain't pulling. Everybody ain't kicking rocks out the way. You got some people on your wagon that's just laying on the wagon, drinking lemonade, looking at you, talking about how long it's taking you to get your wagon up to the top, looking at you, talking about why this wagon so slow. Then when you start picking up, picking up speed, they want you to pull harder, you to pull faster, you to pull more. Then they want you to throw what you done earned on the way up the hill back to on the wagon so they can have more. But guess what? They ain't helping you get more. But they got a sense of entitlement that since you got more, they should have more. Everybody come with you, can't go with you. Sometimes you got to kick the people off the wagon that ain't pushing and pulling and say, hey, man, I'm sorry. I thought I could do this with you, and I thought you was going with me. But it's clear to me you ain't nothing but dead weight, and it ain't my responsibility to carry dead weight anymore. I have carried you as long as I have to carry you. You are no longer my responsibility. I am responsible for my family, my wife, my children. I'm not responsible for you. You got to get off my wagon because I'm a man on rope. I'm on a mission, baby. I'm pulling. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, may I have your attention, please? Uh, This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You feel me? It is the morning, man. (laughs) Morning time. Not evening, not afternoon. It is morning time. Mm-hmm. Morning time. Mm-hmm. Morning time. Oh boy. Good morning, Shirley. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Carla. Good morning, Steve. Junior. Morning, up. Uh. You in the wrong, no. <laughs> I can't 
can't get that low. I said morning, uh. That's his Way too high, nephew Tommy. Uncle Steve. Live <laughs> in living color. <laughs> Hey, how you doing? What's up, huh? I'm just trying to survive. Good, food. Yeah. What you're trying to survive? What do you yeah. what do you mean? We just got to work. Yeah, what, you what are you about? Yeah. yeah. Just trying to survive. <laughs> but it's gonna be a good day. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. I can't see why not. I expect it to be. Excellent day. I expect it. Man. Uh-huh. That's right. Claim it. Yeah. Claim it. So, Man. um, you know what we didn't talk about? We didn't talk about your appearance on uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. It was good the other night. You did your you thing. You did your thing, yeah. How was Not it for the, you? You know, man, like I told Jimmy, uh, that bug biting me, man. Uh, oh, you oh, ready now. There you go. Comedy stand-up bug. Because, oh. you know, I've kept my chops. My timing is still good, sharp. You know, mm-hmm. man, thinking about it. Well, um, Steve, Tommy has, I mean, your nephew has invited you out on several occasions. do that on several mm, occasions. Mm, that's like I ain't playing it. Okay. I, I, you don't do that little harsh to go out there and do Tommy thing? Well, I, I don't uh, know which city I'm going to come to. Well, just pick one. Yeah, but then he one. ain't going to let me. He ain't, okay, this is what Tommy not going to He ain't going to let you. No, Tommy not going to let me do no time to work out my set. Yes, sir. You know, I need about an hour 20 every night. He ain't going to let me do no hour We ain't got that kind of time in a comic club. What are you talking about? <laughs> see that what? See that right there? Comic club well, why can't you hours. cut it down? Well, that's not Tommy's rules. Those are the club's rules. Yeah, but see, I got to work out my set. When you work it out, we're going to do six, seven shows a weekend. You just Yeah, you can coming. do the first part yeah. on the first show, then the second part on the second show. Yeah, or what? get there early. Be there all week? <laughs> yes, like that's, I used to. Yes, <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah, it's called the <laughs> grind. <laughs> oh, you ain't, who you think you're talking to? <laughs> <laughs> I know you I ain't talking about grind again. <laughs> coming up at 32 after the hour, Steve. Uh, this week... Uh, Valentine's Day. This week, you know, Thursday is Valentine's Day. Uh, It's the week of the most breakups of the year as well. We'll talk about the coldest way the crew broke up with someone right after this. Uh Uh-oh. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Steve Steve Harvey Nation, everyone, Tommy Jr., Carla, everyone. You know, Valentine's Day is tomorrow, the day of love. And if you're a last-minute person, you've still got time. I'm telling you, you still got time. Uh, and 1-800-Flowers can help you. Those are our friends here. You've only got today to make this happen, though. To do it right now, go to 1-800-Flowers.com and check out the amazing offers on beautiful Valentine's bouquets and arrangements that start at only $29.99. That's right, guys. There's still time. Uh, you still got some time. You can get your bouquet delivered by tomorrow on Valentine's Day, but you have got to order today, fellas. Check out all the beautiful bouquets to choose from starting at just $29.99. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click that radio icon, and enter my code STRAWBERRY. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, code STRAWBERRY. Code STRAWBERRY, okay? So, got it, girl. Yeah, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got to get all these flowers today. Oh, man. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know you guys have already done your thing, right? Oh, no, I'm straight. Uh-huh. I took uh-huh. What are we supposed to do? Uh, I just you told mean? you. First of all, I just told you. Okay. <laughs> and so, so, you you need to get on the phone right now and get some flowers. Uh huh. One eight hundred. I got a whole yard full of rose. <laughs> See. Now what's wrong with walking out there and walking around? <laughs> Ain't nothing. Go ahead and go do it. Do you even like being married? No, 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 no. no, no. Go on and do that. I mean, it's, it's, it's. No, you're absolutely right. Wow. Yeah, don't buy no rose. Go out there and pick them ragged ass, unkept roses out your yard. <laughs> they some of them right. open, some of them closed. Right, right. Yard roses ain't right. ever good. I'm, I'm trying to give you an easy, convenient, beautiful solution with one eight hundred flowers. Right, all you know? your yard roses is already open. <laughs> But um, you you must be a fan of Red Tuesday. I think that's what you are. Yeah. Uh, that's the day, Tommy. <laughs> What's that? That's the day when more people get dumped than any other day of the year. So that was yesterday. Uh, it's called Red Tuesday. You're a fan Red of that Tuesday. day. Uh-huh. Red Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even know it was called. I didn't, neither did I. Uh, also, a survey by IllicitEncounters.com shows mm. that the week of Valentine's Day is the week of the most breakups of the year Mm -hmm. the entire year Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. no surprise that when it comes to the breakup the most popular way to kick someone to the curb via text then a telephone call followed by face to face so what do you guys think is the 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 coldest way texas cold yeah that's cold texas cold blooded yeah have you ever how, how, how have you broken up steve what's your worst you know i never really did no bad breakups with anybody really I mean, not really. I've had some done uh-huh. to me. I rode my bike over who I thought was my girlfriend's house. What do you mean who you thought? I was 16. But it was your girlfriend, rode, right? What I you... rode all the way over there. I was like, it's about, about, a, about, about 12 miles to her house. Oh, wow. I okay. rode my bike all the way over there, 12 miles. All you know? the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know how she told me it was over? She had her daddy sitting on the porch waiting. <laughs> you know how hard that is, a 16-year-old boy? What, what happened? Hey, Mr. Simon, don't Mr. Simon me. Don't bring your ass around here no more. <laughs> she don't want you over here no more, and I damn sure don't want you over here no more. Now, now carry your ass home back where you come from. What? I'll be and there. it was, she oh told her dad to break up dad. with you for yeah, her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He told it to me. He was sitting on steps waiting on me. <clears throat> wow. Hey, Mr. Simon, don't hey, Mr. Simon me. <laughs> That's cold. Huh? I was so confused. I'm tired. <laughs> Trying to look fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had that happen to me. That was a bad one. <laughs> junior, Junior, I ain't really, ha- I ain't really dumped nobody on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. But, but you I had told a bad you, I, I've got dumped on right before Valentine's Day. What happened? Like this week, like, I, like the week of? Yeah, like the week of. I told you, like you know, I, I told my girl said she went to sleep. She was going to sleep, but then I go out to this little bar. Mm-hmm. She in there with another dude holding hands. <laughs> Wow. You know what I'm saying? I'm in there looking like I said, dog, my boy's like, man, ain't that your girl? I said, nah, she sleep. He said, dog, that's your girl. <laughs> she is not sleep. <laughs> she is not sleep. She awake holding hands. Man, hand. holding hands. I, I man, I went over there crying. Let his hand go. <laughs> Show some respect for me. Let his hand go. <laughs> he had muscles. I wasn't finna fight. <laughs> I told jokes at the time. I ain't make with twenty five dollars a joke. <laughs> yeah. You can't really do that. You let have to let him leave. Show some respect. <laughs> yeah. Show some respect. See me standing here crying. crying. <laughs> ah, she didn't let it go, though. All right, have let's, y'all, let's have get y'all to it. Let's, let's get to it. No, we want to ask you first. Let, let's get to uh-uh. it. Um, uh-uh. Uh-huh. Come on. What? What happened? Hurry up. You know you got a story. Come on now. I've been dumped hard. 
I've been dumped at the skating rink. Uh-huh. Why everybody there? This by ninth grade. That's the hardest thing I to for her to be out there skating with this other dude. And Old I didn't came there with candy to the skating rink. Wow. Yeah, that hurt. It cut me deep. It was Valentine's Day. It, it, we day before, you know, but you celebrating that day because Valentine was on a Sunday, so we oh, all at the skating oh. rink on a Saturday. Uh-huh. And I roll up in there, man. I'm, I'm, I got my, I got, uh-huh. my, Could you I got my John, skate? yeah, I got uh-huh. my John Wayne shirt on. I'm fly. <laughs> John I got Wayne that out of Chess King. John Wayne, where it go, it, you know, the buttons go crossways over here. Oh, oh. oh. yeah, where? What is you talking about? <laughs> That's a not lot the of point you. of the story, Steve, what he wore to the skating <laughs> but rink. I, John Wayne. <laughs> I heard that's what they did wear, though, Steve. You, you never wore that to the skating rink? Hell no. He I was through ass. skating by the end when John oh. Wayne shirts came out. Hell. Oh, well, then that's My a old ass had Yeah. A skating rink. <laughs> yeah. So what happened? Oh. So you went in there with your flowers and your candy? And- I went in there with candy, everything, <laughs> oh. and just got crushed right there. Bro, right and What'd the, she and say? What, took the candy, but the dude ate my candy. Oh. I was say, what she say? Oh, I she didn't she like said. you at all. Oh. No, you're not eating my candy. As soon as you turn your head, I'm going to take one of these skates off, bust you upside the back of your head. You're not chewing my <laughs> I stood by the pinball machine the whole night. Didn't skate a night. Oh, I was crushed. Wow. I've been crushed before. Yeah, I've had a couple. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. That's sad. I was say, what did she say? <laughs> I'll tell you what she said. <laughs> <laughs> she went by. <laughs> On the skates, Junior. I've been crushed. Aw. Yeah. I done seen the ex and wondered what the hell I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've all Yeah, done that, that that's happened. What? what? Okay. All right, we're gonna keep this conversation going on uh, our social media page, okay? Go to Steve Harvey FM. Coming up next, it is the nephew who got dumped at the skating rink. Hey, Aww, hey. That's so Aww. sad. Aw, nephew, you got to run that prank back, though, coming up. I bet you won't dump this. <laughs> it was that John Wayne shirt. Hell, <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, 21 Savage will be released on Bond today. Yes, yes, yes. And Will Good. and Jada, uh, Will and Jada Smith, uh, the next first family at the White House, question mark? What? Plus, Miss Ann will be on deck with our national news. But right now, it is a nephew in the building to run that prank back. What you got now? Run it back, Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> Here it is. Hello? Hello, my sweet Who's this? Hey, um, how you doing, man? My name is Glenn, man. I work in, uh, I work in building two. You work for Media, right? Yeah, what, what, what's going on? So we probably met a couple times. Uh, do you have a girl? you have a girlfriend? Uh, why? What's up? Do you guys, do you guys live together, or, or what? Uh, what? What is this your business? Like, what? What's 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 the deal? What's, what's, why are you asking about my girl? Well, let me ask you this here. What's 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 going on with you and at the job? Uh, I what what do you, what do you mean? What's you, going on with you, like like? I mean, so, I mean, you you know you know right? I mean, so what? Like, what? What's what's the deal? What? What? Who? Who, who are you? Like, who? The, who the f- are you? Like, what? What? What's the? F- what, what is this for? Like, why you? Like, I don't even know you, bro. Right, right, like, I, 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 just calm down, bro. Just calm down. Like I say, my name is Ben. I work at Villa Two. You know, and I know. I'm just telling you now. I know you got. I know what you and f- doing. Okay, I know what y'all doing at the job. I already know, and a couple other people know what's going on. And I know you got a girl. I know you got a girl at home. I know that. What? So, so, so what? What? What the? F- what? What is this about? 
Like, why why you call my phone trying to harass me about some bull? Like, who are you? Like, what 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 is your problem? Like, hey man, hey 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 hey, calm down, man. I ain't finna, I ain't trying to tell you a little secret or nothing like that. I ain't trying to do that. All right, but I but but I'm gonna be real with you. Okay, I, like I said, I, you know, I got one of your names. I got your number from one of our coworkers. Okay, I got your number. I said, hey, I want to, I want to give in the car and talk to him about something. That's how I got your number. So oh, yeah, who gave this, it to you? I, 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 we'll get to that later. Okay, we'll get to that later. But let me, but let me say this though. I know what's going on with you and the guy. All right, and I ain't gonna say nothing about it. You know, that's just our little secret or whatever. But I do have something that I want you to do though. What, what do you want, dude? Like, what, what, what the do you want? You call me, bugging me about and all this bull. Like, what do you want? What do you want? Well, here it is, man. Listen, I ain't gonna say nothing about what you got going on. All right, that ain't that ain't even. I don't even care about that. But here, here's what I do want you to do. I do need some help from you. All right, listen, my little girl is selling Girl Scout cookies. And I want you to buy 50 boxes of them, all right, with, via cash app, because she got to have them sold by tomorrow morning. Are you kidding me? Dude, bro, you, okay, so you on some blackmail sport. And listen, dude, who the gave you my number? Because you're going to call me, ask me to buy some cookies. And you, you should just be a man and ask me about it. Like, don't be calling my phone trying to give me that bull. Like, Come on, man. Like, I, I ain't got no time for this. Like, all I'm asking you to do is buy some damn cookies, man. That's it. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, I, I, I'm just saying, I just want you to buy some cookies. I need you to buy 50 boxes of Girl Scout cookies. Can you do that no, or not? No, 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 no. You ain't going to call and try to manipulate me into buying, like, your, your, your talking and then you're trying to make me buy So I ain't going to do nothing for you. Disrespecting me, calling my phone, trying to act like you, like just trying to manipulate. I ain't down with that, bro. I ain't down. Okay, with well, that. let me, let me. So you, you don't want to buy my cookies, though. So do you want me to call your your girl and see if she'll buy my cookies? Bro, you better stay the away from my girl, man. Like, don't don't come near her, okay? You don't call her, you don't come near her, you don't come near me. You just need to get the out of here. I'm about to start sixty nine this figure out who you are, and come right after you, man. Like, because I ain't playing, bro. I ain't playing. Okay, so I'm, 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 I'll tell you what, man. I ain't going to argue with you. I ain't going to argue with you. But I, I'll get off the phone right now. I'll get off right now. And I'm going to call your girl. I'm going to call your girl and see if you want to no. buy some cookies. No, 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 no. You ain't calling nobody. You you just get, you, you get, I swear to God, I'm going to find out who you are. I'm going to find out who gave you that number. I'm going to call you up. Like, you don't, you don't call me trying to harass okay. me. Okay, hey, man, hey, hey, you know what, Adrian? Cool. We're still talking about it, all right? I'm going to get the right. phone like you. So, so, so I'll get off the phone like you want me to, Adrian. I'll do that. But let me, let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this, though. You sure you want me to call You sure you want me to do that? Right? Isn't that her name? Man, you up an individual. All right, look, how much are these cookies? How much you want? Hey man, hey man, Tommy told me you would buy the cookies. Tommy. Yeah. Tommy told me you would buy the cookies. Tommy. <laughs> Tommy. Hey man. Hey man, check this out. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your coworker got me to pray phone call you. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh my God! I'm gonna kill him. Damn! Wow. I was so stupid. Oh.
Oh God! Listen, listen, so listen, Adrian. We have beeped. We have beeped all the names, so nobody knows the names at all. Okay, you're good, bro. You're good. All right, man. And I, mm, you got me. Oh God, I'm a, I'm a go. I'm a take a nap, man. I I just used up all my energy. I'm done. Oh God, like. Hey, what you got? I, I am going to f*** you up, man. I can't believe you got me on this for real. Tell me this, man. One more thing before we go, Ace. What's the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? The Steve Harvard Morning Show, man, which is what he's got playing every morning. <laughs> Kill me, bro. <laughs> Girl Scott Cookout. Oh, man. Girl Scott Cook. No. Black men and people with Girl Scott Girl Scott That's how you do it, Joe. You got to blackmail them. You, you come up with everything, I man. Know. No, I ain't going to tell you later you mess around with somebody here at the job. Wow. You understand? If you buy my buy daughter's my Girl yeah. Scout cookies. Buy my cookies. Don't you okay. have a line? Can't you just draw the line Girl Scout cookies? No. Don't you think? No, I erase lines. <laughs> so I can get on across where I need to be. <laughs> okay. I'm Girl really into Scout. the lemonade, though. <laughs> lemonade Girl Scout cookies are good. Thin mints. Sure, that's thin <clears throat> mints. I like those. Lemonades. Uh-huh. Colleen, Texas, baby. We're going to have some Girl Scout cookies for you. Uh, <laughs> February 14, 15, and 16, the nephew is in town at Twice as Funny Comedy Club. Brand spanking new comedy club in Colleen, Texas. Tickets on sale right now. Two shows Thursday, two Friday, and two Saturday. And then laying in the cut. The following week, I will be in West Palm Beach, Florida at the Improv. That's the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. The nephew. And maybe the uncle. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see. He might pop up. You know, but, but, you know, if he can't do 10 minutes here and 10 minutes there, he don't want to show up. I know. He, he don't want to work. He don't want to practice. <laughs> I'm a headliner, Tommy. Okay. Bonafide, certified uh-huh. headliner. Uh-huh. Mm. I'm 90 strong. Okay. All right, look, we got to go, guys. Coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment news. 21 Savage will be released on Bond today. And Will and Jada Smith, could they be the next first family at the White House? Yeah, we'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Former First Lady Michelle Obama thrilled fans with a surprise appearance during the Grammys. And she might have inspired another couple, I'm talking about Will and Jada Pinkett Smith, to take a shot at running the White House. Don't what? do it, Willie. <laughs> Willie. Enjoy yeah. your life, man. You got money. Go on, ride it out, <laughs> yeah. Will. Be the get genie. up in there, man. <laughs> He's going to be a, the genie in his next movie. Uh, Jada, has, yeah, Jada has since posted a selfie with her and the former Flotus on the gram, and then her husband, Will Smith, reposted it with the caption, I'm telling you, Jada, we should call next in the White House. Hashtag Grammys. Hmm, Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> Smith, in 2020, it could happen. What do you guys think? <laughs> No, you don't want that. I, I think yeah. Will is thinking in the back of his mind of a possible political career, yeah, but Will got you know, a good life, man. yeah, maybe on the local level. Money, well, why? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, they said I mean, the same thing to Trump. You got a good yeah, life. Yeah, he you got money, that? so that's not why he's doing it. I mean, power yeah. and service. Yeah. All right, rapper. service. <laughs> well, that's what it's supposed to be. He ain't about. done that. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. Trump didn't run for president for service. I know, but that's what it's supposed to be about. He's supposed to be working for the American people. That's what Obama did. Yeah, the president of all people. Trump, Trump's never worked for people before. 
people. So. Yeah, he's always had people work for he him. He thinks we work for him. That's yeah, his problem. He, he's got it twisted. He, he works yeah. for us. Yeah. All right, uh, 21 Savage will be released on bond today pending an upcoming deportation hearing. Uh, 21 That's Savage's good. lawyers, yeah, issued a statement saying... He has asked us to send a special message to his fans and supporters. He says that while he wasn't present at the Grammy Awards, he was there in spirit and is grateful for the support from around the world and is more than ever ready to be with his loved ones and continue making music that brings people together. He will not forget this ordeal or any of the other factor or, or any of the other fathers, sons, family members, and faceless people he was locked up with or that remain unjustly incarcerated across the country. He asks for your hearts and minds to be with them. Wow, that's kind of like that Meek Mill mentality now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Working for prison reform and things like that, talking about some prison reform and things. So and immigration a, yeah. and the issues. Yeah. With that. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's good. That's yeah, good. it really is good. Savage. It really yeah. is good. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, out of adversity comes some of the greatest moments. So, you know, sad that it happened for him, but it could be a new awakening, too. Yeah, he was could a... start a movement. Right. Yeah, well, and, yeah they already started the, um, you know, but it can keep growing and snowballing, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He yeah, was he's a, trying to stay here. He's trying to be yeah, a citizen th- of this yeah. country. So yeah. yeah, he was supposed to uh, perform with Post Malone at the Grammys, um, but um, of course he wasn't able to do so, but he's thanking his fans and supporters, though. I started to go down there with Post and do a little something. Oh, did you? Yeah, you know, I just don't know none of the words. As long as you weren't trying to do an hour and 30 or 90 minutes. 90 minutes. Call it, yeah. No, it's just for when I work with Tommy. <laughs> You're going to do it on purpose. Tommy's Dog, family. With everything in me. I don't care if I'm out there dying. He'll probably end up doing two hours, Tommy. You won't get a chance to yeah. go on. I'm going to burn the room down. <laughs> but, Steve, you're really thinking about it, huh? You keep talking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, it's in my mind. I don't know, man. It's in my mind. I've been thinking about mm-hmm. it. How you want to do it? Know. You want to do it Netflix style? How you want to do it? I don't know, man. I don't think Netflix wants to pay, so I'm not sure. I tell you what, um, we just go on tour, and then we just film it. Then we sell it to whoever we want to, and we made the check. All right, think about mm. that while mm. we uh, go mm. to Miss Ann. That's, yeah, that's good. When, that yeah. way you own it. Yeah. Miss mm. Ann, Steve, introduce her, please. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Guys, this is Antrip with the news, and good morning out there. Notorious Mexican drug lord El Chapo uh, Guzman has been convicted on a number of narcotics and conspiracy charges after a three-month-long trial. And over a week of deliberations, a jury in New York City found Guzman guilty yesterday on all 10 charges. The first count alone carries a guaranteed sentence of life in prison. Guzman was charged with running a continuing criminal enterprise as leader of the cartel. Interestingly enough, uh, the drug people out there, the drug enforcement people say that his Sinaloa cartel is actually stronger than ever, even though he's incarcerated. Congressional negotiators are still ironing out the fine details on their tentative deal to provide more border security and stave off another government shutdown. However, as you'll hear right now, the president has one view of the agreement, while Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell has another. Am I happy at first glance? The answer is no, I'm not. Not everything the president hoped to get. But I think it's a good step in the right direction. Uh, I hope he'll decide to sign it. 
That's the hope. The agreement gives uh, Trump only about a fifth of the money that he wanted, though. It gives him about $1.7 billion, which is kind of what the Democrats had said that they were going to settle for anyway. He wanted five-point-something billion dollars, and he says, that, you know, he's not getting that. Uh, some of the Republicans say that he may be able to get some of the money from other places. We'll see. President Trump does say he intends to add to the agreement, and on a positive note, he says he doesn't foresee another shutdown, although he's claiming that if there is one, the Democrats will be to blame. Prosecutors in Illinois want a judge to revisit the light sentence given the white ex-Chicago cop who shot and killed a black teenager named Laquan McDonald. Jason Van Dyke was the first Chicago police officer in almost 50 years to be convicted of murder. And Van Dyke's attorney claims that the effort to change his sentence is all about politics. Prosecutors say no, it's not political. It's a question of law. Police dash cam video shows a young Laquan walking away from the officer, holding a small pocket knife, but ignoring his orders to stop. After that, Van Dyke shoots the teenagers 16 times in the back. And then as he lay prone on the ground, unprovoked and claims that he did it because he feared for his life. Prosecutors originally asked the judge to give Van Dyke at least 18 years behind bars. Instead, he got seven and could be out in three years. In Denmark, two artists have unveiled a beautiful statue of a black woman called I Am the Queen Mary, which represents a slave named Mary Thomas who had led an uprising in the former Danish colony of St. Croix back in 1878. And today is National Yodeling Day. Back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, El Chapo, we all know him, the Mexican drug lord, He was found guilty and he could face life in prison. A jury in New York has convicted Joaquin Guzman, otherwise known as El Chapo, on all six counts he was charged with, which included operating a criminal enterprise, use of firearms, and various charges of conspiracy to import and distribute cocaine, heroin, and marijuana. Prosecutors presented a mountain of evidence that showed Guzman oversaw the shipment of tons of cocaine and other drugs into the United States, generating billions, that is billions with a B, of dollars in profits for the cartel. Prosecutors also presented a video uh, tour of a tunnel between Mexico and Arizona. El Chapo's lawyer also said they would appeal and cocaine does not stop flowing with the takedown of El Chapo. No, that's for wow. sure. I'm that's sure. what the yeah. his wow. attorney said. Yeah, Man. yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, which is true when you think about it. Yeah, they ain't they gonna stop now. Yeah, trust yeah. me. But he had a tunnel from Mexico to uh, Arizona. Oh, it's more than one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You better make sure ain't no bathtub in there because that's how he left last time. <laughs> oh yeah. Got right up what under that bathtub and uh-huh. drove off. <laughs> that's right, Junior. <laughs> that's right. He got to take shower. <laughs> But tunnels, though. Yeah. So, I mean, even if you do build a wall, like we've talked about many times on this show. It's not going to stop. Me. It's a yeah. bunch of tunnels already. Yeah. Thousands of tunnels already. They already do. Yeah. But what are we talking wow. about? That's but the urgency of this wall to be yeah. built to stop it all. I'll give you six months, Chopper, be back home. <laughs> no. You don't think so? Oh, no, no, no. No, man, not from an American prison. No. You don't think nobody break him out of American prison? Oh, no. No. Mm. Not going to No, because he's going to go to the, 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 what they call it, Steve, the Supermax prison, the one in Colorado. The guy that did the, the uh, marathon bombing, they sent him there. The, oh, They okay. call it Supermax prison. Oh, mm. yeah. Cool. You're going to stay you, by yourself. You don't uh-huh. see nobody yeah. ever. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you you're not digging your way out of an American prison, but you know, mm-hmm. I watched so many specials on him. Oh, he was an Chappell, interesting yeah. guy, man. Really, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, really, really brilliant man. He's just had it channeled the wrong the way. The wrong way. That's right. As do most criminals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's some brilliant cats out here that's criminals. And he had enough money, Steve, to pay off all these judges and police officers and law enforcement and politicians and you know crazy Mm, wow yeah Yeah. he could have stopped though but greed makes you keep going this is true this is true very very true there you go yeah that that's Mm. very true all right well coming up his tummy says six months coming up at 34 after the hour steve monique will be a very special guest on your show And uh, things got a little heated on your talk show. We'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, today, this is the day a lot of people have been waiting for. Your special guest is Monique. And you guys don't leave any stone unturned. I mean, you you guys talk about everything. And and it got a little heated, Steve. Um, Here's a sneak peek. Take a listen, and then we can comment. Take a listen. As we try to come through this, because what I want really is for you to come through, because I know who you really are. And so what I what I want you to do is come through this with a different way, because you, Monique, you my girl. I love you like a sister. I hate what's happening to you. I hate what they're saying that's not true. I want them to know that you are caring, that you're a great mother, that you are incredible talent. I don't like the fact that you've been blackballed. You can be unblackballed. You too talented to have to worry about all this, where the next one coming from. I want this to end for you. I want it to end for you, Monique, because I love you. Because these people are doing it the wrong way, and you better than that. You are better than that. Wow, Steve. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it's like it's it's like a really healing thing for me and Monique. You know, it really, really is. And um, I've spoken to her since, and I th- okay. I think I think we're at a turning point because you know Mo 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 felt that that she was unjustly done, mm-hmm. and and rightfully so in some cases, and admitted by more than one person. That you know, some things probably happened to her that should not have happened. As a matter of fact, some things happened to her that should not have happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like you know, like I told Mo on TV, and I've said it. You know, I just think you handled it the wrong way. You know, you can be right and handle something the wrong way, and she was right and was wrong in the way she handled it. But Mo and I talked, man. That's still my girl. Uh, my only regret was was like I said before that I didn't that I didn't I didn't come to her aid sooner. You know, cause I saw this happening, but I was so busy working TV show is prime and all all these shows working on weekends. I just, you know, I was just busy, man. But that's the only thing I regret was not coming to Mo and, and sitting her down early on when this first started jumping off. That that's that's my greatest regret. But we had such a freeing conversation that's going to be on TV today, you know. And, uh, was there a resolution? Well, yeah, I, I think it was. You know, I think it was. You know, we hugged for a long time after yeah. it was mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we talked even longer after it's over. So I think there is resolution. I think that we we're at the turning point where uh, 
mm-hmm. Mo can feel, uh, you know, some relief from this, you know, and some people, you know, I, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I but I know she's she's willing. And you know. Steve, are, are you are, are you going to address when she said that she was going to slap you or something? Because that's what was all over the tabloids. Yeah, I mean, you know, but she's trending on social media. media. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. now she said it, but she didn't say it. You know, you know how Mo. I know. Shirley, you've seen me and Mo oh, on yeah. the radio since 2000. Absolutely. I will <laughs> knock your ass in the flow yes. if you look over here one more time. <laughs> right. Mo been talking to me like that forever. She said that. Yeah, you know, but I, I, it wasn't it wasn't it in was a serious tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and you that's know. what I told people that called me and was like, they were like, "What happened between?" I was like, "They were just kidding." You know, it was there a, was no yeah, venom there was no, with yeah, that. There was no oh no, man, violence not at all. ensued or anything like that. You know, they were playing. You know, I mean, you know, now you, you know if you looking at it, and you don't know me and Mo. Yeah. You know, oh God, she told him she was gonna bust. Also, oh, it in. looks but, tense and he but did. but Mo talk like that all the time to me. Yeah, uh huh. You know, yeah. snatching papers out of my hand, throwing them in the floor. You ain't going in no damn break. You ain't got no sense. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm all crazy, yeah. man. I know, I know. Those were mm-hmm. some fun times. But today, yeah. you know, look, you know, we, we're going to release the, the the entire one on our on the internet, you know, on oh, our website. the entire interview, yeah, the, the full, the entire, you know. Oh, good. But, but what you're going to see is, of course, an edited down version because we talk for like 48, 58 minutes. Yeah, about 50 wow. Minute talk. So, you know, we that's can't do it 50 minutes on TV. That would have been the whole show. All right, so make sure you watch Steve's talk show today. Check your local listings. This is a show that everybody's been talking about for the last couple of weeks, okay? Don't miss it. Coming up next, it is the nephew with today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. Subject, hate comes in small packages. But right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you have for us, nephew, today? As you know, last year, <laughs> the title of this is Creeping Past. Creeping past. Oh, Lord. Come on, Pastor, now. as in preacher? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Not pastor, <laughs> pastor. Yes, creeping pastor. Leave these folks alone. Why? <laughs> this is what I do. Let's go. Run it. Hello? I'm trying to be speaking. Uh, you got him. Who is this? Hey, my this is How you doing yeah, today? I'm I'm doing I ain't doing too good. You done been over here praying for my wife again, right? Yeah, right, right, yes, sir. You done came over here three times in one week. My my wife has yeah. already went through the operation and all that. She's gonna be fine. I don't need you over here praying three times a week because uh, honestly, I think it's so. I think it's something else on your mind when you come over here praying for my wife. I ain't stupid, brother. You kind of hold it, brother. This brother, this is. Well, your wife was on the sick and shut-in list. I uh, Reverend asked me to come by. Reverend hey, requested that I come by. Okay, he ain't requested for you to bring your black ass to my house for no damn three times in one week, man. So you can cut that bullshit out with me. You can Wait cut that bullshit out. Hold it, brother. I came with Sister Georgia the first time. The second time, I came by myself because she wasn't able to come by. And I only stay 15 minutes each time. So what's the problem? Because I, I already know what you what you do. I know you're trying to holler at my wife. I ain't stupid. Help at your wife? I have a wife. Why would I help at your wife? 
She's part of I already, the research. I already know what you. I already know what you're doing, man. You up in here trying to holler my wife? Why ain't no? Why ain't no? Why ain't nobody at the house? I already know what you're doing. Let me tell you something. Keep your black away from my damn house. If you want to pray for my wait, wife, you can pray wait for my wait wife wait on the phone. I'm going to tell wait you right minute, now. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, hold it. You can't talk to you me like me, that. You can just lay hands hey, on your ass. That's what you're going to make Oh, no, nah, brother. Ain't going to be none of that. Ain't going to be none of that. You're talking to the wrong brother now. Okay? Now, first of all, you're not going to disrespect me and curse me out. Okay? That's not even the way brothers should be talking to brothers. Second of all, if there's any laying on the hands, it's going to be my hands laying on you, okay? You ain't finna lay shit. You ain't finna lay I, I know uh, what you're trying you know, to lay on my wife. See, if I find well, out you what cheating and you, around, you know what? I find out you messing around with my wife, it's going to be some shit. I, I, I know you're what crazy. you're trying to you're do. Crazy. I'm, you're I'm crazy. just letting you talk. I'm going to say it one more time. Keep your black ass off around my house. You know, first of all, I told you once again, you can't be talking to me like that. Now, I'm trying to be cool about the situation. Because I know you may be just upset. Okay, I can appreciate that. Okay, I have a wife, and I'd be upset if somebody was coming by visiting my well, wife. Won't you? Won't you spend more time often. at your house with your wife? I then. do spend my time with my wife. I do. You know, I don't spend maybe, much time. Maybe, I only came maybe by two or three times. Your house. Maybe I need to come by your house and holler at your wife. Well, you welcome to. Well, maybe I, mean, maybe, maybe I need to come 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 lay something over there on her. Oh, now you're trying to do with my house. Hold it one minute. Hold it one minute. I told you before, you're being disrespectful. Now, that was a very idiotic statement for you to make. Okay? That's what's going to happen if I catch your black ass at my house again. I'm going to play this man, and then I'm getting off the phone with you. You, your pastor, any more of them deacons, if anybody come by my house again and I ain't there, I'm kicking your black ass. That's a promise. You know what? Just, that's it. Look here, brother. If there's going to be any ass whooping going on, I'm going to be kicking your ass. I'm going to lay my hands on you, and I'm going to give you a good, sanctified ass whooping. And then I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray to heal you by this foot. I'm going to put up your ass, okay? Because I've had it with you, you know, and I only went by to visit your wife because I was asked to go visit your wife. Now, that was a problem. You should have called the pastor, okay? But you're not going to disrespect me, my wife, the church. On the phone now, if you want to do somebody, you can meet me any place. Well, I'm, I'm I'll be As a matter of fact, I can go anywhere I want in this town. If I be at your house talking to your wife, if the pastor asks me to go, I'm gonna be there. Okay, I you you know you just you know it's you just a stupid brother. Okay, you need to come to church. You need to come to church. You need to come to church more often. That's the problem. You don't come to church more often. If you come to church more often. You wouldn't be talking to me like that. You wouldn't be worried about me and your wife because there must be something wrong at your house. You'd be worried about me fooling with your wife, okay? So you need to check her, okay? You need to check her. How about that? Why don't you do that? Why don't you? Why don't you just check her, okay? Tommy said you're the one that's cheating with with my wife. That's that's, that's all I know. Who? Tommy. Tommy said you. Tommy the one. Tommy said you're the one that's cheating around with my wife. Tommy, who in the who, who is Tommy? <laughs> Tommy, who? Uh, uh, this is nephew Tommy, man. This, uh, is this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. Your church member uh, Lawrence got me to prank phone. Y'all you. wrong for that. <laughs> you know, y'all wrong. Y'all wrong. You know, y'all on the highway to hell. 
All of y'all. You know, nonstop. No, you know, y'all just, you know, y'all just gone, you know. Ain't no stop sign. You know, I'm finna go. I'm finna pray for all of y'all, all of you brothers, nephew Tommy, Steve Harvey, brother Lawrence is wrong for that. Okay. I'm gonna check him. I'm finna oh, check brother. him. I'm finna go. I'm finna, I don't talk to y'all no more. I'm praying hey, for hey, all hey, y'all. One more thing. Hey, brother, 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 before you go, man, what's, you gotta tell me, what's the baddest radio show in the land, man? Steve Harvey Morning yeah. Show. On that, on that slide all the way to hell, I'm finna go. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. <laughs> Going at the pastor. You don't, you don't, y'all don't. Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. Too far. Too far. Way too left? Yeah. Ah. So, so let me get it right. Heaven just ain't for you. Heaven is for me. No, I don't want to not go to heaven. I want to be there. I want to, yeah. I just. I want to walk through the gates. Well, you know, if you, if you want to go there, Tommy. You have to do things that can like get you a ticket in and stuff like that. You have and to probably stop not going a there. Pastor. You have to stop going yeah. there with yeah. people like the pastor. Well, I just thought pastors need to laugh too. You know. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, he wasn't really laughing at the end. No, 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 no he wasn't. Okay. Remember what you and said. And I'm supposed to be stupid. And I'm not taking it back. I'm what? not looking back. I'm going forward into stupid. That's the problem. That's what we missing. Is that it? Is that it? Golly. You taking stupid in 2019? But I'm brilliantly stupid, and that's the part you don't get. (laughs) You're the only one. Oh, no. (laughs) If the early bird get the worm, why do the worm get up early? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Why is you running out there if the bird... Man, I ain't gonna lie, man. That's brilliant. (laughs) I'm not even gonna play you short on that. Why you keep getting your ass up? If the early bird gets the worm, why is the worm getting up early? Why are you, why are you doing that? To your you want the man to sleep in? Sleep in. That's, that's brilliant, boy. I'm not lying. It ain't the bird. It's the worm fault. It's the worm. Golly. That boy, that's small. Quit getting up early. Get up by three in the afternoon. I don't get it. Don't, early bird get the worm. Why is the worm getting up like that? Why are you getting up early? You know this bird coming. Hit that snooze button. Wait, wait till he passes, and then you get on up and go on about your day. Stop doing that to yourself, man. You already can't run. (laughs) A worm. Get ready, Colleen, Texas. I'm coming to town, baby. February 14th, 15th, 16th, twice at Funny Comedy Club. The nephew is there all Valentine's weekend. Tickets on sale right now. All right. We have more for all you early birds. Uh, Thank you, nephew Tommy. Coming up next, it is a strawberry letter subject. Hate comes in small packages. Mm. Yeah, this is we're going to get a little serious with this one. Hate comes in small packages. That's coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, it's time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And listen, if you need advice on relationships, that's our specialty, relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to Steve Harvey FM and click Submit Strawberry Letter, okay? We could read your letter live on the air just like we're going to read this one right now. Let's go. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. Subject, hate comes in small packages. Dear Stephen Shirley, 
I am a 62-year-old African-American grandmother, and this past weekend, I took my five-year-old granddaughter, who I call Baby Girl, to a playground in L.A. because the weather was just so beautiful. I kept a close eye on my baby girl, and I noticed troubling body language between her and a little blonde girl. Moments later, my baby girl dropped down on all fours and started crawling like a dog in the sand as three other white children laughed at her. I rushed over to them, and the children ran off. The look on my grandchild's face hurt my heart, and I could tell she was being bullied, but didn't realize it. She told me that she was fine, and I let her continue to play. The blonde girl and her crew went back over to where baby girl was playing, and one of the boys had a small ball, and he threw it, then told baby girl to go get it. Baby girl went and got the ball, and the little blonde girl yelled to her several times to drop it. At that very moment, I stormed over there to reprimand somebody else's kids. The little blonde girl's dad came over and introduced himself and excused the behavior as, it's just kids being kids. As I stood there with this man, his little blonde daughter told baby girl that she did not like her braids and she should undo them because she does not live in Africa. Without flinching, baby girl grabbed the little blonde girl by her neck and slung her to the ground. Yes, baby girl. I felt relieved and ashamed at the same time. Uh, When the dad said that this was unacceptable behavior, I told him that this was just kids (laughs) being kids. My precious granddaughter cried all the way home in my back seat. Later that night, I caught my granddaughter trying to take her braids out by herself, and it broke my heart. How do I explain this type of hate to an innocent child? Mm. I don't have the words. Please help. Wow. Yeah, you know, I I mean, you know this type of behavior is taught. You know this. Uh, It's taught in the home. It's, You you know, I, I mean, that's usually where it starts because... I mean, you've seen this experiment before. If you put random kids of different races and ethnicities together uh, in a room uh, or or wherever, they usually gravitate toward each other and play together because kids are innocent. They don't have any racism in their minds or in their bodies. They're innocent of all of this. This behavior is taught. The best thing, you know, you can do as far as teaching your granddaughter is just build up her self-esteem. You're a 62-year-old African-American grandmother. You've been through racism. You know what it's like, you know, I'm sure, to be called the N-word and and to, to, to suffer racism. Those lessons you just have to prepare, as we all do. Uh, we have to prepare our children that this is the kind of world we live in. These are the kinds of things that's going that will happen. Uh, but just because, you know, and bullying is also a part of this you know that's wrong as well but you you have to teach her just like certain things like racism and things like that start in the home teaching starts in the home too making your children aware of what kind of world we really live in unfortunately uh is what we have to do as parents and grandparents steve (sighs) i know this letter is not a good one for me because you know like i said the other day now we got a strawberry lettuce dealing with some racism. I actually grow weary of constantly addressing the color situation in this country. Yeah. So let me just get my answers going to be very short. and Anybody can chime in that wants to. I probably, knowing me, I'm glad I'm not in this letter because 
when the man came over and said it's just kids being kids, then we'd just been two men being two men. Mm. You know, I'd have choked him out. Do mm. not put yourself in this letter. <laughs> Like you do all just, Don't do Shirley, it. I said, you know, I said, y'all, I'm just going to have to ask you to excuse me. Because I told you this was not a good letter for me. I know, me. Steve. I know. See, I don't like this type of stuff. I know. And now my reaction to stuff like this, racism has always been violence. I've never not responded to racism violently. When I was in college faced with it, I reacted violently. I just don't, I don't I'm not good at that. And so my answer won't won't fit on the radio <laughs> at all. Because like I said, when he came over there and said, kids will be kids, mm-hmm. okay, but what is me and you, though? We ain't going to be men. Yeah, because we, we not kids. Oh, we men. Well, let me show you what men, men and men do. Yep. So, you know, that's that's all, man. That, that's all I got to say because – you know, it just it's sickening. It it, it really, really is. And when you is. hear this happening at a young age, you know they're being taught this. Yeah. So now here comes, you mean it's another generation like this? Mm-hmm. Yep. On the way? That's sad. Because we've seen that experiment so many times when you put children in a room. They always play together. They love each mm-hmm. other. They play. They don't know anything about racism and darker skin or, you know, lighter skin or blonde hair or dark hair. They don't know anything about that. They just... They just play together. That's it, as it should yeah, be. Yeah, so it's a, it's a taught. It's yeah, taught. It's, it's definitely well right, taught. Carla. It's taught. I went through that. I went. Yeah. I was a little girl, mm-hmm. and I was living in Chicago, and I came to Houston mm-hmm. to see my grandmother for the summer, mm-hmm. and I was seven years old. And my mother warned me that I might hear the N-word, because I had never heard that before. Mm-hmm. And at went seven? To the, at seven years old. Wow. My mother didn't use the N-word. In our house, so I never, I, I didn't hear. It. I, mm-hmm. I was shocked that she said that I would be exposed to that. Mm-hmm. And this I little girl, it was my nickname at yeah. the house. <laughs> I didn't know it was wrong until I got out in public at twelve. Well, it was just me and my mother, so you know. When I got to the day camp, long story short, when I got to the day camp, we were going on a field trip to the amusement park, mm-hmm. and the little girl said, "Well, I'm not sitting next to her." That n word. Wow. And See, that's I couldn't from believe. Home. Yes, it's I, yes. I couldn't believe that that she I'd have said that. The little ass upside and that so, window. And, so, and I ran wait, what after you, what her. What did our girl Carla do, though? Come oh, yeah. on, Carla. Carla would chase oh, you. Know, I, I at, ran after her on the seven. playground, pulled her down by her hair, uh-huh. and went in. <laughs> and they had to call my grandmother, and they kicked me out of the day camp. <laughs> Sorry, that didn't black help, ass baby girl. Out of day camp. No, that, that didn't. Thank that you. Didn't help the Thank story. you for sharing, no. though. <laughs> but it sure helped the angle I was going when, when So I when we come it. back, I feel perfectly comfortable with my <laughs> next answer. We gave this lady no answer. All right, listen, uh, <laughs> we'll have part two of Steve's sudden response. He found one right after this coming up at 23 after. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, let's recap today's strawberry letter. Um, this is, uh, the subject is hate comes in small packages. These are kids uh, being racist in this letter written in by a 62-year-old African-American grandmother who took her five-year-old granddaughter uh, to the playground in L.A., of all places. Well, you think it'd be a little bit more liberal, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, there are on a lot of things out here. <laughs> Apparently not that, though, yeah. You know, y'all, I, man, no, these is. kids. Because yeah. the area you grew up in. 
All right. You want me to recap the letter while you... Well, you know what I'm saying? When I grew up, I grew up in uh-huh. all-black everything. Uh-huh. I went to all-black elementary, all-black junior high, all-black high school. I didn't even... I didn't know white people went to school till I went to college. You wow. just... What you I thought mean, you know, No, I mean, you know, look, come on, I'm just joking. It. You know, yeah. of course, I knew they went to school because they had better schools than we had. But I went to... A, Kent State, I had three white roommates. Mm -hmm. And it was culture shock for them. For them and you. Not for me. Oh, not for you. Because I, you know, worked with whites on my jobs in high school and all of that. And, you know, I watch them on TV. I'm used to it. They had never, one guy told me he's never even talked to a black person. I was the first black person he talked to. And one of my roommates was really cool. The other three at, at the two-week room change, I'm walking through the lobby and everybody in line in my room, except me. Mm. I walked up to him. I said, hey, man, what y'all getting ready to do? Oh, we just... And then I saw the sign say room change. Kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. They ain't want to live with me no more. They went down there immediately. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and the first day, they was all down there. Mm-hmm. And so my dude that I grew up with proved he was up the hallway. He had three roommates. I said, cool, they finna leave. The day they moved out, I went out there and drug proof, matched it down the hallway with him. That was my dude. We grew up together. We became roommates. Mm. That's you know. sad, though. God. Oh. I mean, but it, really it is, is the man. world That's we sad. live in. I mean, this is our reality. But let me tell you what. <laughs> One guy told me, he said, man, I like you, but my dad says mm-hmm. I can't live with you. His father told him, you're not living with a black. Mm-hmm. I played I, I played little league football. Mm-hmm. It was only two black kids on the team. Me and them. You mean little? <laughs> little, <laughs> league, little league football. This is not about that right now, <laughs> Steve. It's, and, it's, and it's only two black kids on the team. Me and this other guy, uh-huh. kid Kevin mm-hmm. Harvey. We we on the same t- team together. And I didn't notice it, but when, it's, when, when practice is over, you come around and get water from the water bottle, and the and the coach squeezes it in your in your mouth, and they always put me and Kevin at the end, and my daddy was picking me up from practice this day. This first time him picking me up, and he saw what was going on, and he was livid. Mm-hmm. He was livid. Well, all I know is I saw my daddy going off on the coach, and I was like, man, I'm finna get kicked off the team. And next thing I know, next day at practice, me and Kevin, we first in line. I was like, whoa, what what my daddy do? <laughs> Tighten them up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I think, I think too, you have to talk to your kids because, you know, I have well, a young daughter. Mm-hmm. And she, her friends, you know, she just had a sleepover. And we had three little white girls at our house. Mm-hmm. She has black friends. She has Asian friends. She has Indian friends. And these kids, they, they play together. They hang together. They dance together. They go to school together. But you have to talk to your children. You can't avoid the conversation yeah. mm-hmm. about racism. And you have to talk to them. And, and I remember Tasha saying when President Trump got elected, it was kind of like a little change with some of the kids, like some of the boys and stuff at school, because she found herself defending President Obama. Mm-hmm. He is, because they was like, he's not a good president. He was a good president. What are you saying? You see what I'm saying? It kind of brought out mm-hmm. yeah. a different type different of side. conversation that yeah. she had never right, because she know, was been born, involved right. in before. When she was you born, know, Obama, Obama was black. She didn't even know. 
that mm-hmm. uh, the president wasn't black. But I wanted to say to you, Carla, though, when you told your story earlier about your mom preparing you. And yeah. usually that's what black parents have to do with their kids. They have to prepare them. Look, you may be called the N-word. Oh, uh, yes. There's a such thing as racism. Uh, we have well, to have those kinds of conversations in our family because or else we'll, we'll, you know, it'll catch us by surprise. We don't know that, you know, Steve, you didn't know that these guys didn't want to be in a room with you. Be- yeah, their right. parents didn't want them in the room with you. You didn't know that. But, you know, you know the, the, the sickening thing is the conversation that my father had with me going mm-hmm. to school mm-hmm. and how to deal with racism, why am I having the same conversation with my kids? Yes. We should be past yes. I can right. literally say the same things That's to the them. That's the sad part. The exact same thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. All Verbatim. these years later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's what's really wrong. Yep. Huh. That that's yeah. the odds to God, God, God's honest truth. It really is. And this woman who wrote this letter is 62 years old, so you know she's seen racism in yeah. her time. She's seen all of us. You she's know tired. she ha- yeah she's she has. Racism fine. This way in the back. She's like right, and she's trying to take her five year old granddaughter just out that's to have fast. some some fun at the in playground. LA? Yeah. yeah, and then they're making her crawl on the uh, on the ground on all fours like a dog and telling her her braids aren't good. She's not in Africa anymore. She doesn't live in Africa. What? Yeah. I got what the heck? But when they go That's on vacation, they the first ones back with some braids. That, that I know. What? I could ship some people over there. I know. They can have all the conversations they want to. Take them braids out. <laughs> yeah, okay. but well, if I like... take them out, guess where I'm going to put them? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. They got to go somewhere. <laughs> We're going to pack them in there. Yeah. But it sounds like baby girl defended herself, and it's just a conversation that her grandmother and her family, they have to keep having this conversation. Yeah. She's only yeah. five. They got to well, keep teaching her. Well, you're right. Uh, without flinching, it says, baby girl grabbed the little blonde girl by her neck and slung her to the ground. Yeah, baby girl baby, seen that before. Baby girl had enough of it. <laughs> She said, yeah. Well, we're on the right track. (laughs) After she told her she didn't like the braids, yeah. All right, well, you know, bottom line is Black History Month. Have this conversation, you know, with your children. We we have to have it. Let's stop this hate. Uh, You can email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter. It's Steve Harvey FM. Coming up in 10 minutes, Steve, Floyd Mayweather says he is not boycotting Gucci. And the Cleveland Browns signed Kareem Hunt. And some are outraged. We'll get into it right after Good this. day. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve. Floyd Mayweather is not boycotting Gucci. He says he doesn't give a darn about the Gucci boycott. He told TMZ Sports that uh, no one tells him what to do or what to buy. Sure, I ain't never heard Floyd say darn. I ain't never heard Floyd say darn. He said darn. Okay, well, okay. it's right here. What is D-A-R-N. <laughs> D-A-R-N. <laughs> Or, <laughs> and that's why he dropped a fortune at the Gucci store on Monday night of this week. Uh, Money Mayweather rolled into Gucci in Beverly Hills. And uh, when he was told about all of the stars calling for a, a Gucci band over a sweatshirt that resembled blackface, Floyd said, well, take a listen. You said they're going to be upset with me? Right, they are. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love, love it. it. I don't... See, the thing is this. I live for myself. Right. I live for myself. I do what I want to do when I want to and how I want to. I'm not a follower. You know, when everybody else, they say, everybody gonna boycott. I say, guess what? Well, this boy gonna get on a yacht and live life. Right, right, right. But you don't feel that they were disrespectful making the blackface? My thing is this. Sure. We all know racism still exists. Right. 
but that's not going to stop my drive. I got friends from all walks of life. And to me, of course, black lives matter first. But my thing is this, I'm going to continue to go out there, live life and be happy and be positive. Okay. I wear what I want to wear, when I want to, and how I want to. Nobody can stop my drive, and nobody's going to tell me what to wear and what not to wear. Because half of the people that's on social media saying, don't wear this, don't wear that. I ain't never seen none of them supporting the money team. Oh. Mm. <laughs> All right, okay. He has a clothing line. You heard him, Shannon. <laughs> the money team. The money, the money team. team. Well, wow. so there you go. Uh, TMZ so Floyd also... gonna rock his Gucci. Yeah. That's what I got. Oh man. Got. Yeah, he had a lot of Gucci bags. A lot of Gucci bags. A lot. Uh, TMZ was also saying, you know, he was shading Ti a little bit because you know he and Ti have yes. beef, and uh, Ti is the one that ca- one of the ones that called for the boycott. So, you know, there you go. Some little shade with that. Yeah. Too. There. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in other sports news, Steve, uh, this one's definitely for you. Cleveland Browns signed uh, running back Kareem Hunt. Uh, some called him the troubled running back uh, right now because he's been in a little bit of trouble. Hunt, uh, who was the Chiefs, uh, who the Chiefs released in December after a video came out showing him shoving and kicking a woman. Uh, signed a one-year deal with the Browns, but Kareem Hunt will be a restricted player as there is no way he will not be facing a suspension when he finally does get off the commissioner's exempt list, which makes him ineligible to play until the NFL completes its investigation into the incidents and uh, a decision on potential discipline is made. Now, a source close to the situation told ESPN that the discipline process was still ongoing and uh, nowhere near done. Uh, let's take a listen. I've always believed that it is important moving forward to if a person wants to better themselves moving forward and be a better person, I'm willing to give them a chance in terms of doing all the deep research I've done. I still believe that um, he will be a better man today than he was yesterday. Now, that was Cleveland Browns GM John Dorsey. Uh, he was, you know, you heard, defending his decision to sign Kareem. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw the Kareem Hunt situation. I've listened to what everybody says. Mm-hmm. Critics are outraged. I don't know what to think because on one turn of events, I don't want to see people have to over a mistake pay with their own with their whole livelihood. But at the same time, I have no tolerance or agreement for violence acted out towards women. Thank you. I can tolerate men's violence with one another. I'm just saying that I don't recommend it, but I can tolerate it much better. I grew up in that world, though. I come from a world where we fought each other all the time. You know, it's it's much better now, but I'm from that place right there. So I don't I don't really see how uh, I, I I'm you know I'm I'm exhausted talking about this really. I, I just get sick of it. Well it's a lot. It is. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean it's a lot. It, it it seems like the Cleveland Browns are trying to give him a second chance. Mm-hmm. Or and is it the fact they're interested in winning? 
Well, that. that well, always that. With yeah. the message. Yeah. That's that, that, we know that's the bottom line, yeah. too. About yeah. The, yeah. the National Organization for Women issued a statement saying the message this sends is that money matters more than women. Mm-hmm. Women don't matter to the NFL, which is rather surprising because they're a big part of the viewer audience. Well, and I want you to understand now, Kareem Hunt is on Roger Goodell's exempt list. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean anything that the Browns signed him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean anything. I mean, it means something, but that he's got to get permission from the commissioner to play. Well, they have to complete their investigation. The investigation. Yeah. Right. Now, Dave Cleveland has done their due diligence, and I got some friends that's close to that situation up there, and they did tell me what exactly happened, and um, I, I just think that we're going to have to wait and see. What comes out of this? Oh, we don't know the whole story then. No. About the investigation. No, we don't. No, we don't. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I just have to reserve judgment until then. Now, what I saw mm-hmm. on the video was foul. Was right. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. what I saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for the Browns to sign him, they did some due diligence. There's some stuff that has come out about it. Yeah, uh, a source close to the situation told ESPN that the discipline process was still ongoing and nowhere near done, and that Hunt met with NFL investigators in January as part of the process, Steve. So it's still ongoing. process. Yeah, Yeah. so uh, it's a a story we'll, you know, uh, we'll keep an eye on for sure. He's, um, wow. See what happens. Yeah, is he a good player though? He's oh, amazing. I mean, I, I never heard of him until I saw the tape. Yeah. Is he? Okay. Yeah, and he has a troubled past though. Mm-hmm. I, I was reading about his family, and mm-hmm. he, he comes from some issues. Wow. So. All right. Well, uh, we'll move on and uh, keep your, keep our eyes on that one. Coming up at the top of the hour, Steve's health and wellness segment with eight-time Mr. Olympia, our friend Lee Haney. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, a friend of mine has a record that hasn't been broken in all of bodybuilding. Eight-time Mr. Olympia. He's been on a show with weight loss challenges. Whether you are into challenges, if you just want to get look better in 2019, if you want to get fit, Lee Haney has created a book that's going to get you in the best shape that you've ever been in, and he's going to get it to you in 2019. The name of the book is called Fit at Any Age, and he's here now to tell us about the book, Fit at Any Age. Please welcome eight-time Mr. Olympian, Mr. Lee Haney. Yes, sir. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Look at him Good flexing morning. those guns. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Extra muscle. Man. Family, yeah. Lee, how you been, man? Brother, I am doing great, Steve. Uh, it's an honor to be on the show with my family there again. Just thank you so much. Love you guys. Well, uh-huh. let me start with this, and then I'm going to let the group jump in because they've been wanting to talk to you about this fitness because we got fitness at any age on this show. We got all the way from the youngest member who is Junior mm-hmm. and all the way up to the oldest member who is J. Anthony Brown. Man, if you could get him to just have a fit thought process. So if, uh, okay, now this is your book. It's called Fit at Any Age, and you share with us your 40-plus years of expertise in exercise and nutrition. So just give us the basics of the book, Lee. Well, Steve, I outline a exercise program 
with movements that can be done right there in the comfort of your home. It combines a combination of strength movement to build uh, strength around the skeletal system. Then we also have core movements to strengthen for balance and control, a stabilization. We also have cardio movements there to help give you a level of cardio conditioning, which is very important. Then we also talk about stretching for flexibility to sort of avoid stiffness. Then we go into a nutritional program and with nutritional foods and products that's in and out of the system. Because one thing we want to be conscious of is we manage AIDS is to use foods that's going to be in and out and nothing that clogs the system, you know, like red meat or like pasta, things like that that hang around for, you know, 48 hours and more. So we got to be conscious of all of those different things as we age. So now, Lee, Lee, I'm assuming that you're talking about food that doesn't stick around long, fibrous foods? Exactly, exactly. Fiber like, you know, turnip green, cabbage, squash, sweet potatoes, you know, whole wheat, whole grain. These are the types of foods that are pushed weight out of the body. They do what they need to do by giving us energy. And then they pass the uh, pass off the what's left over is waste, and so that's very important to keep the system nice and clean. And then we talk about the importance of good quality water, which is extremely important for pushing waste out of the system and keeping our entire system functioning properly. So it's things like that that we discuss in the book. Then we talk about age management supplementation. We talk about the importance of detox in the body. Because some of us unknowingly can walk around with 15, 20 pounds of weight in our system and not even know why we're sluggish or why we don't why uh-huh. we don't feel good. And that's one of the problems there. You're holding that place. And Lee, you talk a lot about exercise, of course, that's your thing, but you, you talk a lot about nutrition and the foods we eat and all of that. Um, of course, you know, we just got off the Super Bowl. Uh, we we talked on this show, Lee, about how many millions, I think it was, billion. or maybe even billion, billion. Yeah, billion. Yeah, yeah, billion of uh, chicken wings that would be consumed on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, tell us about uh, chicken wings, what we've discovered uh, from you about chicken wings. And you know how we love us some chicken wings. And Lee, Lee. I'm going to say, I really don't <laughs> want people to hear this, but go ahead and tell them. <laughs> I really Pull don't. yourself together, Tommy. Please. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like to go against the wing, but go ahead. <laughs> well, the truth of the matter is, chicken wings is one of the worst things that you can eat. It's like consuming a bucket of grease. What? Fat, lard, going right into your veins, which is saturated fat. What? I mean, Yes, it's, it's terrible. Now, listen, if, you, if you're going to have a portion of a wing, it should be a drumette, you know, okay. baked uh, or grilled, something along those lines. Ooh, and I like the flat. I love the flat. Lee, you don't, when you put that flap in and put it out and them two bones is still together, you, <laughs> you, don't, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> hey, you know, the fact of the matter, it does taste good. I mean, it, <laughs> it's delicious, but that chicken always come back for revenge. If it gets his revenge sooner or later. Okay, okay. So, I, I Mr. Haney, let me let me ask a question. Me and you at the house, we got the grill on. We finna put some on the grill. Big game on. What do you put on the grill for you us? You finna be so unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Lee. Crack his face. Okay, this is what I would do. I would do some grilled chicken breast. Okay. And and listen, if we gotta have some wings. We're gonna do some drumette. Okay. Okay. Then okay, we're gonna have some, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Then we're gonna have some turkey burgers. 
You know, okay. and again, it's things okay. we're going to digest and break down quick. I'm not going to do steak. It's going to take 48 hours to steak to digest in a healthy person. Oh. Then we're going to follow me. everything up with a mixed <laughs> green salad, okay. you know, maybe some pineapple, which is digestive enzyme, uh-huh. you know, and then we're going to have plenty of water. And yeah, we can have a little, you know, some soda. I prefer a ginger ale because yeah, okay. we have ginger there, which is great for digestion. Mm, yes. And plenty of water. So, you know, so when you're putting your meals together, think about things that's going to help your body break this break down and down. digest. Okay. That's important. Because when you're talking about health, 70% of what you eat, when you eat it, and, w- and how much you eat will determine your overall health and trying to uh, achieve your health and fitness goals. And the th- training well, is, is only 30%. And, right. and not to downplay the importance of training, yeah. but nutrition is everything for repairing the uh, cells Absolutely. and uh, giving us energy. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Listen up, everybody. Here's the deal. The name of the book is called Fit at Any Age. Mm-hmm. Fit at Any Age. Lee, tell me right now where, where we can get the book. Because Steve Harvey Nation finna get the book. You can go to LeeHaney.com. That's L-E-E-H-A-N-E-Y.com. And order your autographed copy. I'll personally autograph it for you. And guess what? Shipping is free. Hmm. Free shipping. Then for those who like to do the e-books, you can order that on Amazon. Or you can... Go to Barnes and Nobles and pick up a copy there, or uh, Kobo or Kindle. The personally autographed copy you have to come from LeeHaney.com. And the book is salute. only $19.99. Fit at any age is for everybody. Get on board. This is our man Lee Haney. Lee, thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Lee. Love you, Lee. You guys. God bless you. Drum yeah. match, baby. Drum match. Fit from, at any <laughs> age. Drum from now Get on. It. All right, coming up, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, uh, Steve Harvey Nation, Steve, Tommy Jr., you guys, come on, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Yeah. All right, yeah. don't forget okay. that. It is. Don't forget that, guys. Yeah. It's a day of oh, love day. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're a last-minute person, you still have time. I want you to know that. You've still got time. And 1-800-Flowers can help you, okay? They are our friends. They will. They, they have your backs, okay? You've only got today, though, to make this happen. So do it right now. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com and check out the amazing offer on beautiful Valentine's bouquets and arrangements. I love their bouquets. I love their arrangements. And they start mm, at only $29.99. Right, Carla? Yes, yes. they are beautiful. <laughs> yes. Oh, <man>. yes. <laughs> There's still time to have your bouquet delivered All by right, tomorrow. Thank so. you, Tommy. Thank All you. Right, you can... get the ones in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> you can have them delivered tomorrow on Valentine's Day, but you have to do it right now. Order today, okay? Check out all of the beautiful bouquets to choose from starting at just $29.99. That's less than $30, guys. Come on. Go, all right? Come on. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter my code, strawberry. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, code, strawberry, okay? We want everyone to have a great, happy Valentine's Day and night. You know, that's right. Hey, mm-hmm. Shirley, Carl, colored roses, roses mean something, don't they? Like red for love, red for love, yellow for friendship. 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 Yeah. What's pink? Uh-huh. I forgot okay. what pink is. I forgot pink and I forgot white. I don't know. What about uh, some daisies out the yard? Would it do that work? Yeah, 1-800-Flowers. No, no. no, no, that's perfect, Tommy. Go do that. <laughs> yeah. 1-800-Flowers. She's been telling you this all day. What? Roses. Daffodils. <laughs> How is that? Daffodils. <laughs> 
Do you guys feel ple- pressure, though? I wanted to ask you that. No, you On do. Valentine's yeah. Day, what? you do. You, you feel just, pressure. You just got to do it. You just got to do it. Do it, do it. I think, you know, it's the thought. The roses is just a start. Yeah. yeah. You know. You got to yeah. do dinner. You have to acknowledge yeah. It's some kind of way. Okay. But you don't yeah. have to go to a restaurant, yeah, you Tommy, t- to do No, no, you don't. Know, I mean, too I, packed anyway. You know, I can yeah, cook really. more because I like to cook, but I like having a chef come by and do it that uh-huh. way. Yeah. Oh, oh sexy. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Keep it a little sexy, you yeah. know? A male chef? Yeah, that, uh, that's Tommy got that type of money. We going by Earl House since he already. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Earl, though? Our partner, he already was cooking. We just going by Earl to eat. Uh, we going to try to go from there. He, 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 he do these hot, he do these sausage cook. links and the end <laughs> of them shaped like hard. Yeah. We going by Earl. <laughs> Tommy got that chef money. Yeah. Yeah. Earl will be like, why y'all looking at each other like that? <laughs> but do you expect any anything from your wives? Your I don't. Or your I don't. Nah, nah, I don't nah, expect nothing. Nah, nah. nah. Thank you. So we have to do like Valentine's at lunchtime this time. Why do you have to shoot early? Because I got to go to Colleen, so we're doing it early. Oh, you're gonna work on Valentine's? I'm Day? working on Valentine's. Yeah. Oh. That night. You're yeah, working on Valentine's night. night. I'm working that night. Hmm. Working. Okay. Now she know oh, yeah. I'm working. So now see. If your husband had to work that night, does that bother? If he has to work, no. I, it, nah. it wouldn't bother me. Nah. Honestly, it wouldn't. Nah. Hey, as long now, as he, as money. long as he acknowledges, you know, me in some kind of way, I, I think uh-huh. that's that's Maybe nice. Yeah, and yeah. he does. He always does, even if if it's not Valentine's Day, which is great. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and you do it too, Steve. <laughs> what have you done for him lately, sir? What have you done for him? Well, you know what? I had this dream. I had this dream that I cooked. I mean, everything. So you gave him your dream? I, but I did. I'm so. Huh? You told him what was in your dream? Yeah. That was it? Yeah. And he's sitting there listening at home. <laughs> stomach touching. But I did his, have a his dream. Stomach that I was in his stomach touching his back. I was in the kitchen getting down. Okay. Uh, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up right after this. Happy Valentine's Day. That man's man so hungry. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve. Today, this is the day a lot of people have been waiting for. Your special guest is Monique. And you guys don't leave any stone unturned. I mean, you talk, you guys talk about everything. And and it got a little heated, Steve. Um, here's a sneak peek. Take a listen, and then we can comment. Take a listen. As we try to come through this, because what I want really is for you to come through, because I know who you really are. And so what I, what I want you to do is come through this with a different way. Because you, Monique, you my girl. I love you like a sister. I hate what's happening to you. I hate what they're saying that's not true. I want them to know that you are caring, that you're a great mother, that you are incredible talent. I don't like the fact that you've been blackballed. You can be unblackballed. You too talented to have to worry about all this, where the next one coming from. I want this to end for you. I want it to end for you, Monique, because I love you. Because these people are doing it the wrong way, and you better than that. You are better than that. Wow, Steve. (laughs) You know, uh, it's it's like it's it's like a really healing thing for me and Monique. You know, it really, really is. And uh, I've spoken to her since, and I think we're at a turning point. Mo felt that she was unjustly done, and rightfully so in some cases, and admitted by more than one person. That, you know, some things probably happened to her that should not have happened. As a matter of fact, some things happened to her that should not have happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like, you know, like I told Mo on TV and I've said it, you know, I just think you handled it the wrong way. 
You know, you can be right and handle something the wrong way. And she was right and was wrong in the way she handled it. But Mo and I talked, man. That's still my girl. Uh, my only regret was, was like I said before, that I didn't come to her aid sooner. You know, because I saw this happening, but I was so busy working. TV show is prime and all, all these shows working on weekends. But that's the only thing I regret was not coming to Mo and, and sitting her down early on when this first started jumping off. That that's that's my greatest regret. But we had such a freeing conversation that's gonna be on TV today. Was there a resolution? Well, yeah, I, I think it was. We hugged for a long time after yeah. it was over. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we talked even longer after it's over. So I think there is resolution. I think that we we're at the turning point where uh Mo can feel you know, some relief from this, you know, and some people, you know, I, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I, but I know she's, she's willing. And you know. Steve, are you going to address when she said that she was going to slap you or something? Cause that's what was all over the tabloids. Yeah. I mean, you know, but the trending you know, on social yeah. media. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Now she said it, but she didn't say it. You know, you know how Mo, I know. Shirley, you've joking. seen me and Mo oh, on yeah. the radio since 2000. Absolutely. I will <laughs> knock your ass in the flow yes. if you look over here one more time. <laughs> right. Mo been talking to me like that forever. She said that. Yeah. You know, but I, I, it wasn't it wasn't it in was a serious tone. It was there in, was no yeah, venom with that. Yeah, there was no, with yeah, that. There was no oh, violence no, man, not at all. ensued or anything like that. You they know. were playing, you know? I mean, you know, now, you, you know, if you're looking at it and you don't know me and Mo, yeah. you know, oh, God, she told him she was going to bust oh, so me. Also, it looks but, tense and heated. But, but Mo talked like that all the time to me. Yeah. Uh-huh. That you is know. true. <laughs> yeah. All right, Steve, we'll come back on this Valentine's Day Eve, and uh, you'll have some closing remarks for us on our last break of the day. We'll be back at 49 after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, last break of the day. Take us home with something good. Closing remarks. Well, let's go. I think uh, I should keep it on the up, upswing for everybody again. I want to just talk to you about what it really takes to make it. What it really takes to make it. Now, look, I can, oh, you know, sit here and tell you a bunch of stuff that, you know, sound like I'm really into public speaking and I know all of what I'm talking about and all this here and yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, what people really want is real simple things that they can do to make it. People want to be successful, man. They really do. They don't They don't want to not know what it's like to be happy, to be free, to be successful. Um, they, they, they want a simpler, how should I put this? They want somebody to explain it to them and simplify it. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, guess what? I don't know if I'm the person that's qualified to make it the simplest, but let me tell you what I do know. If you want to be happy in this life, if you want to be successful, you're going to have to develop a couple of things. Now, here's the thing that I want you to understand. Most people have what it takes to be successful. 
But if it does not start with the belief that you can be successful, you can never bring out the qualities in you of success. Listen to me again. Everyone has it in them to be successful. But if you don't bring them out, and that starts with the belief, if you don't have the belief that you can be somebody, that you're worthy, that you're qualified, that you're capable, if you don't start with that basic belief, it can never happen. So first things first, in order to be successful and happy in this world, at whatever level you're talking about happiness, success is for you, it has to start with the belief that it is for you. I believe that I should be successful. I believe that God wants me to be prosperous. I believe that he comes to give you life and give you life more abundantly. But you got to develop some things, man. And the way to develop them is start with the belief and hang on to the belief so strong that these attributes develop themselves. Resilience. If you believe hard enough that you can be successful, that you can be happy, it will automatically start to cultivate this thing that's in all of us. It's called resilience. All y'all got it. Everybody got it. You are resilient people. All of us are resilient. Hell, if you can survive the projects, you resilient. If you can survive public schools, you resilient. If you can survive walking through gang neighborhoods because you still want an education, you resilient. If you manage to get yourself a high school diploma or a GED, you are resilient. And the more belief you have, the more these attributes you can develop. You got to be tough. You know how you get tough? You got to believe that you tough. You got to believe that you can hang in there when all is against you. That's how you get tough. You get tough because you keep facing the test and you keep passing them. But all of that, you can't pass the test unless you believe you can. Y'all don't hear me. All of you have an inner strength. Listen to me, man. Don't you know even a homeless person has an inner strength? What is it that, a, that gets a person to live under a bridge or live in a refrigerator box or live in some of these homeless encampments? Do you know what really makes them live there? Because they have an inner strength. It's still some fiber of them that's telling them to hold on. Because if it wasn't, everybody would just get rid of themselves. Everybody would end it. But you know why people don't end it? Because you really do have an inner strength. It takes something to be homeless. All right, everybody can make a mistake, man, and wind yourself up in a situation. But homeless people have an inner strength. They have a toughness. It's tough being homeless, man. They have a resilience. Because for some reason, they just won't give up. And even though we judge them when we're driving by, look at them sitting on that corner just asking for money. They done gave up. No, no. It's another form of giving up. But I'm telling you, even in your darkest moments and your lowest points in your life, you have resilience, toughness, inner strength. I got news for you. It can help develop your faith because if you believe hard enough, 
the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. That simply means that when how you develop faith is really the essence of it is hope. You remember when you was little and you hoped you got a bike for Christmas and you went out there one year and the Christmas and, and the bike was under the tree? You remember when you used to hope you'd graduate from high school? You messed around and got a diploma? Did you remember hoping one day you'd get a job and now you're working? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. But if you keep hoping hard enough and believe that something can happen, eventually that hope turns into faith. You got to have dreams and visions so big that it dwarfs all your fears. This is how you make it. I hope you got what I'm saying today. All right, drop it, baby. Drop it. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 